0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 127, Episode 1 of Your Daily Lightcase, yeah. a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox Koch News. Brothers. It's Monday. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Monday, yeah. March 30th, 2020. <laughs> My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a ooh switch get one and play get one and play switch get let's go and play That is courtesy of christian Lynchman, and i'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host mr miles Gray.
1: i won't deny it i'm a straight virus you don't want to fuck with me got the pussy S C D C Fuck around and get quarantined Hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Okay, thank you to Crispy Yamaguchi, man Crispy Meme Donut, Crispy Whatever we're calling y'all today For that
0: Tupac is cake <laughs> <Friday, okay. laughs> Uh, And we're thrilled to be joined In our third seat By Little Lam herself Jamie Loftus
2: Uh, Before I start my A.K.A I would just like to say Now more than ever I am uh, amid amid the coronavirus panic. I would like to pronounce myself the most cursed guest in daily zeitgeist history. Yeah, and I would just like Uh, to say,
1: I mean, the knock on effects of you coming on the show have been felt far and wide.
2: I I mean, now more than ever, we need more knock on effects, as cursed as they may be. As cursed as they may be. Okay, with that, I'd like to
0: give us negative feedback.
2: What negative feedback for me? (laughs) For me, right? Uh, The daily side with
3: quarantine while we record. Wash our hands thoroughly till they get kind of sore. The teeth are without a roll. The TV has become. Need a face mask. Stay inside. Please don't go inside. Stay inside. Covid's gonna start. Quarantine out. and social distancing. Wash your freaking hair. Don't, don't go near your grave. Stay Love out. is great.
4: Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, now, that was... That, that was impressive, but are you Who's ready at? for my 17-minute solo about JFK? <laughs> <I'm> On <not laughs> JFK assassination? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're thrilled to be
0: joined uh, in our fourth seat. Yeah, that's right. Fourth seat, motherfuckers.
4: Yeah. It's Robert Evans. Jack, I enjoy your commitment to still calling it a seat, even though we are all... <laughs> thousands Standing of miles up. apart and Nude. flung across yeah. the globe mm-hmm.
0: yes yeah uh for he is the
4: fourth meal of guests robert evans <laughs> what's going on man the taco bell uh, guests. uh you know like like no one else in america i am sitting at home and drinking probably more than i ought to <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bad <laughs> boy
2: uh- Quick, so does okay? What's the what's the feeling on if you finish a box of Franzia for yourself, but it takes two weeks? It's okay, uh-huh. right?
4: Yeah, two no. Weeks. Uh, I mean, it's, it's two not weeks. okay that it took that long. A box of Franzia, you really want to get that done in the first night, otherwise, it's going <laughs> to go bad. Yeah,
2: that's true. You, it, it's a very okay. I was just, I was just checking. I was jettison uh, all space messing.
4: bags within 24 hours
1: of opening. That's yeah, fair. yeah.
2: Okay,
0: that's. I just basic drank some science. orange juice that had
4: gone bad, so. I got that Ugh. going on. Pretty wow. cool. Well, this is the R.I.P. Jack episode. We're all... <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to vomit. Give him a good send-off. Uh, all right, Robert, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment.
0: First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about the Dean of Tisch <laughs> with, <laughs> with a very... I don't know. I don't know if this is like normal for Tish. If this is how people who go to and work at Tish communicate, uh, but she did like an interpretive dance video to uh, "Losing My Religion," which instead uh, was of refunding
2: her students,
0: truly cursed. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about the idea that the deadliness of COVID nineteen may be overstated, uh, but that we don't know until we start doing antibody testing. We're gonna talk about. How the right is getting mad at uh, Fauci, or is that how he says his name? Fauci. 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 The internet is slowing down. We were right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the next door app is getting nicer. Hand sanitizer made in prison. The Major League Baseball uniform manufacturers uh, pivoting to making masks and gowns. Bob Dylan's 17-minute song on the JFK assassination, and we will close out. With our thoughts on Tiger
4: King, Robert,
0: have you watched Tiger King?
4: No, uh, I don't believe in tigers or kings. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. fair. Uh, what is something from your search history, sir, that is revealing about who you are? Uh, can you give horses COVID nineteen? And I, mm. I wasn't looking for a <laughs> oh. medical guide; I was looking for more of a practical guide on like how how to give horses how to do COVID- it. Yeah. yeah, you're very anti horse yeah. people. Are like, I, I am, and while we're like, this is the time to strike. Like, I feel mm. like if we're yeah. going to win what I call the long war, uh, then oh, the, yeah. now is the moment. Now is yeah. the time to 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 snatch victory from the jaws of defeat and finally overwhelm the horses when they think they've won. Yeah. Yeah. Just rest
1: ourselves free from the, the under the mighty hoof yeah. of our equine oppressors.
4: Yeah. 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 Do not spread the COVID-19 unless it is to a horse.
0: <laughs> is the that long is, war... Uh, a comment on face length? Is that like a, a backhanded oh. insult? Uh, uh,
4: no, but it should have been. because yeah. that that's, that's good. That's some real good horse shade, Jack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> horse shade is uh, kind of my specialty. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I, I would think that uh, this would actually be a time when the horses might get the upper hand because yep. we're not
4: out I and know. about. I'm that's why we day. have to be taking back the power. That's the focus of this. Episode. Wild
0: horses galloping yeah. down my street uh, yes. on a regular basis. So, Listen to yeah. the
4: documentary album "Heavy Horses." Uh, it will <laughs> it will let you know uh, the danger we face. I and was it, listening it to some. I was slaps.
2: I was listening to a podcast recently that had to do with like horse crimes. I don't know. It, it, it gave me empathy for horses that I wasn't expecting to have, hmm. and I, I regret it.
4: See, I, I would it. argue that the life of any horse is a crime, but I guess that's open to interpretation. <laughs>
0: Robert's the only person who's at the triple crown cheering when he hears a gunshot ring out after Mm -hmm. a horse falls down
4: yeah (laughs) I I actually I bring my own bullets just as like an offering you know yeah yeah Uh, um Jamie it was a podcast about crimes against horses
2: Crimes against horses, not crimes that huh. horses have committed. I believe that's okay. a different podcast. Yeah, right.
4: yeah, that, yeah. Is actually that is that is really the good show that I keep a, trying to launch. Yeah, a I horse heard it's bank having
2: heist. None yeah. of it. Crimes
1: so this, against horse manity.
2: This <laughs> was an episode of. Have, have, has anyone ever listened to Swindled? It was an episode of that.
0: Mm-mm. I don't listen to other podcasts. I think no. this is the only. What are podcasts? podcasts
2: you're yeah. right, you're right. You know what, you're right. It's the only and one. I, I mean, yet again, twice in one morning, I've been fucking canceled yet again. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: the only podcast I need is the Daily Zeitgeist and re-listening to Bob Dylan's 17-minute song <laughs> about the JFK assassination. That's that's uh, it comedian, for my content needs.
0: I can't The, co- wait. the comedian can't. John Daly was like, the new Bob Dylan song is a podcast. It really is. <laughs> so oh, John Daly's a it uh robert what is something you think is underrated
4: you know uh and and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some shade on myself for this one i have realized throughout this quarantine how underrated movie theaters are and i i am not normally a movie theater guy i go maybe Mm -hmm. once a year Uh, i went more when i lived with our friend david bell because he's super fun to go to the movies with but um (laughs) i just don't i just i i don't care normally like i've gone a year or more at a time without going into a movie theater, and now all I can think about is going to a movie theater <laughs> and how nice it would be. Um, so I have accepted that I have been unfairly maligning theaters for years now wow. as a result of this quarantine.
2: I miss my stubs. Yeah. Oh
4: my gosh! Did they I halt miss- that?
2: Yeah they fr- they were good about yeah. it. Usually they're assholes, but they they just right. froze everybody's membership. I, and now I have like regrets of I wonder if anyone else has been feeling like this of like things that i could have done and then i'm like i don't know if i should do it and then i didn't and then everything closed and i'm like fuck i should have just gone and seen emma when i had a chance like <laughs>
0: shit like yeah that. is there anything else like I, i'm severely missing uh hoops right now just it being yeah. the time that we would normally be having march madness and the nba yeah. playoffs or the nba season like i, I am in a severe basketball withdrawal. Is there anything else you guys are find yourself yeah. missing than you more than you expected?
4: I live near a bus stop, and the buses are still going, but they're empty, and yeah. I am missing buses having people in them, as weird as that sounds, because there's just something <laughs> so unwholesome about empty yeah. buses passing each other at like three in the afternoon. It's just like, oh, that's not a great sign. <laughs> It's so funny because there was a, a profile or
0: like a journalist who lived in China and was like living in this place that had been fully quarantined, was writing about how like they lived overlooking the subway and it was empty. And I was like, man, that's so dystopian like two weeks ago. And now it's yeah. like, that's right. our reality. Yeah, it is dystopian.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Man, you know. <sighs> I'm going to have to say fucking, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, juice bars. <laughs> now that we don't have the opportunity to go out and get nice, fresh, fancy $11 squeeze juice, I've just been smashing uh, oranges with the butt of a rifle. And it turns out that's as good a way to get your 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 vitamin C fix, your adaptogens, all of the things you can get from a moon juice or another high-end uh, fruit juice, you can just get by smashing fruit with the butt of a rifle on your kitchen table. So, Try it out at home, folks. It it really works.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you've actually found a way to adapt because we all know you loved your overpriced juices. That was I'm one a big thing juice guy. That was am. you pre core You were like, oh, here comes here comes Robert Juice Evans. It was mm-hmm.
2: annoying. Yeah, you, Robert had me picking up Moon Juice orders and like I had to mail them to him. It was like <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, they're
1: gonna spill in the box. He's like, mail them.
2: It really, and then, and then he would have me communicate messages to his favorite employees at Moon Juice too, and be like, "Hi, I'm here to pick up an order for Robert Evans. He wants to say hi to Luna." (laughs) And like, it's horrible.
4: Well, the thing is, I never wanted any of them to meet me in person because I felt like that might spoil the purity of the juice yeah. slash juice buyer transaction, um, right, right. but sure, there's sure, no would be greater weird. purity than just hitting an orange with the butt of a rifle, and I, I found that thanks to the quarantine.
0: And where does the juice go when you just put a piece of fruit oh, Jack, on your it kitchen goes table all over smell. the place, at right. everywhere. when you <laughs> just lick it <laughs>
4: off the table or something? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Keeps your table yeah. clean, keeps your tongue clean. You get a lot of vitamins. Is that C. how you
0: normally drink juice? You just pour it on your table and lap it up?
4: Well, normally I just pour it out of the sodden envelopes that uh, Jamie sends me. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. this is not as as big a change as it might seem. Right. He's just okay. wringing okay.
0: cardboard over his own mouth.
4: Yeah. Oh, God.
0: Which yeah. I understand is not safe anymore. Uh, now yeah. that we're in quarantine, See? you should I don't not. Understand. Uh, yeah. Um, and finally, what Robert, is what is virus the myth going to take from
4: us? I know. What is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false? That the solution to to all of the horrible problems we're having as a result of this virus is something that will be uh, settled in the halls of Congress. Like, at the end of the day, if we're going to get anything that, like, resembles justice, uh, it's it's going to be as something that starts from the bottom up, like this rent strike stuff that's going on right now. Um, I think there's more of an opportunity in that to secure some sort of long-term, like, lasting remedy to the the shit that's got millions of people wondering if they're going to be out on the street in two or three weeks than anything that, like, a Republican or a Democratic Congress is actually going to vote on. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I guess that's just, like... Uh, we I, I just launched a podcast this week. Uh, the Women's what? War that's about yeah. yes, yes. This this is my it's very subtle a great plug.
0: podcast. It's a hit. People are it is loving this thing, Robert. Yeah, we uh, kicked.
4: We're gonna we're gonna fucking we're gonna kick the shit at a uh I don't know who's a person other who podcasts does on another, swindled. Another podcast. Have you heard about this one? Lou Dobbs. Just, yeah, we're gonna fuck up Lou Dobbs. We're gonna fuck <laughs> Lou Dobbs right up.
2: Who are you threatening no, but, online, Robert? Krista Tippett.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I threatened Krista Tippett online every day of my life.
2: Yeah, I'd like to, th- I'd like to extend that threat to Dolly Parton's America.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck all of them. Uh, that um, but we're taking them all. Yeah. Can
0: You explain uh, where the Women's War came from. What, what it's about.
4: Well yeah, it it does kind of tie into what I was saying because there's this the women's war is about this specific little chunk of um of Syria in the northeast that back in 2012 like the government starts fighting the civil war and they just kind of leave like they all pack up and get the fuck out of there uh in short. And so all these people are like what do we do now? Uh and they they like I I think like the 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 term you usually hear for like when order collapses, like oh, it's going to be anarchy, and and it was in su- to some extent anarchy in northeast Syria, but that wound up being not a terrible thing, um, because what people did was organize into local councils and like this like interlocking network of communes and militia groups, and they built uh, a a world that was a lot better than the one they'd had before the government left. Um, you know, one without like secret police. Uh, arresting people, um, one with like a lot less of a, a, a disparity between rich and poor, and one that was able to like actually defend people from ISIS. And it was a, uh, it was a really neat to go see it in person. And it was based off of like the, the the philosophies of this American anarchist from like fucking Vermont. Um, that these these <laughs> Syrians just like came across this guy's books and were like, I guess we'll try that now. And then, like, 4 yeah. million people wound up living that way. Um, so
0: and it, it's more progressive than anything that America has ever come close to approximating in anywhere.
4: Yeah. What was really interesting to me was that um, they uh, th- there was this, like, conscious understanding that... Because um, I-, I talked to a lot of women who were, like, doing things like running women's economic development clinics and stuff where they were, like, helping... Like these women who'd grown up in like these rural villages who like in a lot of cases weren't even, weren't literate um, help them like learn how to start and like run businesses and get jobs but the focus was on they were like really conscious of we don't just want to like make women equally good at making money um, like that's not our goal here. Our goal here is to kind of fundamentally change the relationship between people and the state and the, like the way that we've decided to do that is to start with trying to eliminate the disparities between men and women in our culture because like what we need to have in order to not go back into this authoritarian nightmare that we came from is like equality between people and the way to actually make that happen is to uh basically like the ideology this place is based on is that um the the core root of authoritarianism, of fascism, of like all of this bullshit that that Syrians have been dealing with for a long time, but people all over the world have been dealing with, with forever is um the domination and oppression of women by men. And so yeah. if, you're to, really if you're going to if you're going to fix really society, yeah. 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 And so like if you're going to fix society, it's you it's not enough to just like okay, we need to make sure women get get paid equally. It's we need to like completely revamp the way people um interact with each other in society. And part of it was like trying to make uh, society less transactional so that like there's you don't have um, one of the cool things about their system is that people don't get to make decisions for groups of people that 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 aren't close to them. Right. Like everything all government starts at the neighborhood level. So the only people making calls on like what actually happens on the streets where you live are the people that you live in and around. It's this like direct democracy thing. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: Let's do that. In other words, Uh, let's, let's do that once, (laughs) once this whole thing is a shambles.
4: So the guy who Murray Bookchin, who's that anarchist who came up with the system they use over there, He's, again, an American, and he made the, he came up with the system by looking at like how fucked the American political system was and looking at the way states and municipalities already kind of work here and was like, well, what system could we build that might work for Americans that, that is different from everybody getting really angry at each other once every four years and then trying to fuck over the people who live as far away from them as possible because they're pissed whenever they wind up winning an election. Mm-hmm. Um, right. could, could we do better than that? I don't know. Maybe we can. Uh,
0: (laughs) No way. That's the best. Well,
4: we
2: all remain negative.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Uh, uh. Uh,
0: All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh. And we're back. And Uh. so there's... This story you may have heard of about a uh, mass pandemic that's going around and making us all uh, stay inside our homes. There's an angle to it that I feel like is maybe being undercovered or it's like sort of being covered uh, in by libertarians. But basically, there's a pair of healthcare professionals from Stanford who wrote an op ed for The Wall Street Journal that has been one of their most popular pieces every day for the past couple days we'll we'll link off to this forum where they just stole the whole article and repasted it but the premise is actually pretty interesting and like their thesis is definitely worth investigating and seems to overlap with some of the libertarian bullshit so let me just say the the thesis which is that more people have had covid-19 than we think and that means that it's more communicable and like more common than uh, we realize right now, but it's actually less deadly because two to 4% of the people who test positive are dying. But if like three to 10 times that number of people have had it or will have had it and go untested, it's actually like far less deadly than people realize a uh, way easier to catch and pass on. But a lot of like libertarians are using that as a way to argue that like we shouldn't be doing social distancing, and that's actually uh, yeah completely that wrong.
2: Like a dangerous precedent to set.
4: Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like the science is important, and the study should be carried out. But this is like one of the very first things I ever heard about COVID nineteen was like right. people talking about like, oh, there's probably been like ten times as many people in China and you know, the places it's spread to so far that have it, and it's just really mild. And that's kind of part of why I was like, okay, maybe this won't be all that big a deal. But right. the thing I, I really wasn't thinking out. about. Yeah. Like it the the, the diff the danger Obviously, isn't how many people die. It's how many people get it, and how many of those need medical care, and how few fucking doctors and nurses exist in the world. That's right. Like, yeah. that's yeah. the problem. So, yeah,
0: the it's spreading through communities really fast. It's overwhelming medical systems, and people are can't get medical care. And when you have pneumonia and can't get medical care, you basically drowning your own lungs, which is not not a great way to go and i i just wanted to bring it up pro drowning
4: a lot i mean yeah i am
0: typically pro drowning but not in your own lungs that's an important distinction that i i do want to make uh no but i did want to bring this up because i don't want it like if this turns out to be the case the more people have had it than we think uh i don't want it to be like well the conservatives were right and the media it was like a mass media panic because that's Kind of how I'm seeing it covered in some places, like, or at least how I see people responding to it is that, like, if it's more widespread and less deadly than people think, then therefore people were right to say we shouldn't be worrying about it. And the point that it's actually just a matter of it's spreading so fast that it's overwhelming healthcare systems makes it still just as dangerous and makes social distancing still just as important.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people. I think. I mean, some people will look very narrowly and hear, "Oh, they're saying it's just as bad as the flu." But again, if we don't test enough people, we don't know how many, what the percentage of people are who pre- like develop antibodies to it, and we don't know. There's so much we just don't know, and and we've yet to actually fully know about the virus itself. So that's what make that's what right. adds to the danger of it. Is like, well, we know what exactly. it is, but we still don't have quite the the specific treatments to d- like treat it directly and and there's also a lot of like reporting too that there's a there's also trouble with being able to accurately report covid nineteen deaths too, which is another story that you see coming out of like places like Michigan or New York or California where or if they don't have the cap- the capacity to test and someone dies from some type of respiratory condition that they yeah. suspect is covid, they can't even do a post-mortem test to then say that was actually what it is. so there's even. We just have such a problem oh. with testing. Like we can't. We don't even know what solid ground is yet.
4: And yeah. th- there's going to be a massive cover-up action against the actual death toll. And it's not going to be like hiding the 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 bodies or whatever. It's going to be making very certain that when somebody gets into a car accident and there is not uh the bandwidth for enough e- like EMTs to arrive on scene soon enough, or there's not the open space in the hospital to care for that person quickly and they die, that that does not go down as a death that's in any way related to this pandemic. I've, I've been interviewing yeah. doctors and nurses. Well, it's nurses. exact math they used yeah. in Puerto Rico yeah, with yeah, the exactly. hurricane.
1: It's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're not going to tell you about the fact the total infrastructural collapse and lack of electricity for people that caused deaths, you know, and that's no, they, what we're already kind of seeing.
4: Yeah, it it's it's like the, the line that I keep hearing from medical professionals I've been interviewing all week is our variants of don't go to the hospital for the next couple of months. Like, do whatever yeah. you can to not need medical attention in the next couple of months, which obviously isn't an option for a lot of people, but is, is like right. the scariest thing about this.
0: Right. Like, it's not an option for you not
4: to play with knives. Like, that's kind no, of your deal. No, no, I'm, I'm going to do. Nighttime knife juggling. Um, It's just (laughs) night. It's the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah, yeah.
2: I saw what this piece was saying. I just the the tone of it. uh, I wasn't crazy about just because. Like I, I understand why people are trying to diffuse panic, and it does seem very possible. I mean, like we've talked about this in the past couple of weeks of like people who are like, oh, I had a really bad like flu in January and I wasn't, but I, but I tested negative for a flu test like that very well may be true, but it, the bigger issue, like Robert was saying is like the, the flaws within our health system and how we're ill equipped to deal with it. So I don't like, yeah, how, I don't yeah. see how arguing against social distancing right now is, is a productive thing to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess I'm saying that like the, the idea that that could be true and that some of the people right. who had a flu in January and February uh that might have been covid-19 that isn't an argument against social distancing actually it's not a valid argument against social distancing yeah um, yep all right let's talk about the dean of tish uh, oh. is- dude what's the dish on tish
2: okay here's the dish it on tish gang
0: one of the hardest videos to watch i've ever seen
2: i have not gotten through it my myself yeah no it's I-
0: impossible i think I do think I it's impossible to get through, so it could like redeem itself at the end, but nobody would know. Um, but basically, students. One of at- my,
2: I hope it's a jump scare at the end.
0: <laughs> students at Tish, uh, the NYU School of the Arts, uh, wanted some of their tuition money back because uh, the virtual classes sucked and aren't what they paid for uh and instead of addressing that situation the school's dean sent them a video of herself dancing to R.E.M's Losing My Religion <laughs> that is about what like that it's as awful as that suggests like picturing a dean of a school dancing interpretively to Losing My Religion it's it's what
2: too it, on the nose it's like yeah. it's one of my favorite comedian's friends tweeters just tweeted out The Tish Dean is camp. And I have to agree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you haven't seen the Tish Dean video, it is like the cringiest thing ever. It's students at an incredibly overpriced art school rightfully asking for their money that they're being charged way too much back. (laughs) They're just not even like... She wrote something in the email as a response being like, hey, sorry, that's not going to be possible. And then just attach this fucking photo booth video of her. She looks like shit. Just the, saying,
1: let's dance. Let's just dance this thing out together.
2: She would fail a performance art class with that. Yeah. Um. But it's, uh, you know.
1: You know, I think I have a scorching take. I got, there was something arousing about her dancing. You're, oh, you're <laughs> oh, no. horny?
2: I, tri- I don't like, know. I don't
1: know if I was horny, but I, I, I felt the call of the animal as I watched it. And was it? it was because she felt like, it was like a scene in a movie, like a road trip type movie where like the old trippy white, like theater teacher is like seducing me with her bad dancing and you're like I don't know dude I just the way she moves her hands
2: I would we love to watch see... really
4: different movies Miles I would, lo- <laughs> I would love to oh, see yeah, this Oh I watch trash
2: I'd you. love to see this part May uh, played by Alice and Janney uh, Oh yes There was some talk on the Reddit about uh casting Tiger King which we'll talk about in a bit but the the tish the the tish Dean she's trash I've been like I, I was in the middle of like... Because I went to like an overpriced art school that ruined my fucking life as well. <laughs> Not this one, but a, d- a right. different one. And I've been like trying to help students out and like advocating for them to get a refund. And there's these... I mean, the schools are fucking horrible. They're they're nightmare fuel. They're like, oh no, you have to take... Like you have to take an acting class on Skype, which doesn't make any fucking sense. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> it's bad. Right. But that said... High camp.
0: <laughs> High camp. Hope she's um, fired, though. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like she won't be. I feel like that yeah. is the spirit of a, an art school. That is the most art school thing. I I've mean, ever, I've ever
4: seen. Yeah. Uh, why? Why uh, is art school?
0: Yes.
2: Why is <laughs> art school? Well is a put. Great question.
0: Mm-hmm. Well here
4: here,
2: it's a waste of fucking time. I would recommend it to exactly zero people anytime I, i'm advising a student i'm like you literally can drop out right now and your life will be no different
4: you know jamie i've had so many friends some of whom are great artists who went mm-hmm. to art school and all of them have variants of, of the response you just gave me yeah y- I, usually I after yeah it. cool <laughs> yeah
0: well really briefly just uh kind of going back to covering the coverage of uh, COVID-19, the right specifically Lou Dobbs and then a bunch of more kind of right-wing blogs like uh, the Daily Wire are uh, taking aim at Fauci and claiming that he like is clashing with Trump and yeah. is therefore a deep state plant.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Daily Wire is really coming hard for the one competent person in the federal government right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Gateway pundit cited an email where he complimented Hillary Clinton on her stamina during the Benghazi hearings. Ugh, and deep, state, deep state. Yeah, Gateway pundit <laughs> replied, It's no surprise that he was encouraging her because he's also crashing economies and playing down hopes for a possible coronavirus treatment. So they're specifically talking about Trump arguing that there is like these uh, experimental cures. <laughs> that like are not medically advisable uh should should be like tried and are like going to work. It's just like it's straight up snake oil shit. And as we we're just talking there, my-, my connection to you guys was uh lagging. Oh. And th- that ties into our next story because the internet is slowing down just across the board.
4: I mean yeah. Yeah, did we even really need, this Like, files under, did we, did we need to study this? Like, everyone in the country is video chatting at the same time forever now. Of course the internet right. slowed down. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like. Uh, yeah. Anna sent us a great meme last night. It was, oh good, I'm gonna describe a meme. Uh, <laughs> where, but it was like the Scooby-Doo meme where it's like, let's see who's behind COVID-19 and then they pull off the mask and it's Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom all along. Dude, there's a
1: whole new thing that happened that teachers, or I don't know if teachers or people in academia are calling Zoom bombing, where people are, like, pulling up to digital lectures and, like, throwing up porn or, like, misogynistic <laughs> <Yes>. or racist <laughs> oh, troll oh, shit. that part's not I as mean, good. Yeah, so it, it runs the gamut from lighthearted to awful racist evil shit. But like they're like, oh, we don't know what to do, and like Zoom is sort of telling people it's like, you know, you can change some of the options so not everyone can have their display no. video on the screen or can hijack your lecture or play pornography, <laughs> and like they these like professors are like, I'm so sorry for the Zoom bombing that had occurred in the lecture. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it was really upsetting, and like students are like, no, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But it's like the Aww. new 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 pranking. I feel. Yeah. Have like- you seen
0: the video of the woman who's like? Very responsible seeming, having a very like competent conversation in Spanish. Uh like a work Zoom conversation. Her boyfriend walks by in the background with just underwear and a soccer jersey on. <laughs> yeah. like, realizes he and then like realizes what's happening and like tries to run out of <laughs> out of frame, but like runs into
4: a wall. <laughs> uh, oh, no. No. <laughs> it's, I am Excited for the inevitable conclusion because like one thing we should all be aware of at this point is that like whenever these weird things happen, they never just stop happening. They always explode into something even weirder. And my prediction is that in two years when all business and government is done over Zoom, Anyone who starts delivering a lecture or a speech, be they the president or a college professor, will just throw some porn up behind them on the screen so that there's no point in Zoom bombing them. Like, that's that is going to be the new norm. I am calling it now. Pre Zoom bombing. Yeah. Preemptive Zooming.
2: There's, I forget who was telling me this, but someone was saying that there that students, I mean, students already know how to fuck around with Zoom, obviously, because kids are better th- at the internet than us. But they already know how to uh, manipulate Zoom so that it makes it look like they're sitting and paying attention when really their their video is off and they're like doing you know, other shit.
0: Oh, right. Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you gotta.
0: Yeah, it would just be a matter of putting a picture as as the background that is you paying attention and then just like, like leaving the frame.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just print it out. It can be grainy as fuck. Just frame it up in front of your camera, bung bung.
2: And then if you bung, say, bung. and then if you're like, I'm sorry, my internet connection is laggy. I have to turn off my video. That's what I would do if I was in school right now. I'd be like, sorry, my internet's really slow. I had to turn off my video. And then I would just like be like nude and watching television. <laughs>
1: What you don't know is I am nude and watching
4: television as you teach. <laughs> the, the joke's on, on you, you, sir. <laughs> I do hope that this all helps to normalize workplace nudity. That's that's really, if we can have one good long-term effect, it's that we all just go back to just everyone pajamas, pantsless. Like let's yeah. just bring A that back into too. the world. When was A lot no of more are using the bathroom in their meetings? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. No more boundaries. That's that let that be. the, the they're like, oh, you don't like That'll it, then turn
1: out. your video off. then just mute my video screen. Jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't paying yeah. for this. You're <laughs> describing my literal nightmare. Um, let's talk <laughs> about the next door app. Yeah, I, uh, which is we've talked about before on the show. Is kind of usually a nightmare. That
1: and neighbors, or like you know any of those apps like Citizen. attached to Ring Cam or whatever, where it's basically like oh, my God, did you see there was someone who was not white walking on the sidewalk today? Or, <laughs> yeah. like, I think there's homeless people, blah, blah. You know, it's a mixture of usually, like, really bad takes on race or just straight-up racism or poverty and things like that mixed with kind of neighborly shit. But the the company that, like, makes Nextdoor specifically said there's been, like, an 80% increase in the number of people using it. And a lot of the anecdotes about it are actually – Less about like people being completely awful and like sort of setting up what resemble kind of functioning mutual aid networks where people have like a help map in their neighborhood and they can say, I live here and I'm willing to get groceries, I'm willing to walk a dog, I can do this. Other people may say, I need help doing this. And people are using the app to sort of communicate, Uh, like in Oakland. There's a guy who was posting an update of like what was in stock at the like grocery store that's like immediately in his neighborhood. And then along with messages from the owner that said, Hey, if you need to buy anything on credit, let me know and like we can work something out. Or people just saying, like, hey, let's all sing out of our windows, like in this apartment complex, shit like that. But then there's also awesome. a decent amount of narking too, where people are like I don't know if you saw these people that were walking way too close to each other, or this person was like, <laughs> "I think I think this delivery person coughed on the mailbox or whatever." But you know, it's social it's, it's always going to be cops
2: are you know they're funny, but they're but shut up, yeah. Uh, social the, distance PD. So yeah, this the fucking yeah. social distance neighborhood watch. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the uh, I I have I have a a fun update. That because just because I've been talking about it in, for the past couple of weeks, the uh the city of Los Angeles actually d- did something. I, yeah. Uh, they what? they put. What? Uh, I know. We we went to check on the encampment near our, our apartment yesterday, and they had put in a hand washing station and some and some uh, bathrooms. They gave some That's basic awesome. services.
1: Yeah. Now we just need the city council to f- freeze the fucking rent
2: there's good news there too though as of this recording there's they're actually going to have a meeting about it will they make the right decision probably not but they oh were was not- it
1: after like those people went to the councilman's house and started screaming outside mm-hmm. and then like w- responsibly protesting <laughs> it was amazing these people were demonstrating yeah. and social distancing outside of his house and being like it was hey it come was the badass. fuck out yeah
2: yeah and then it was like thousands of you know, whatever calls and emails because they were just like intentionally pushing the meeting Past April, so that they wouldn't have to deal with anyone's like rent issues, uh, but they're having the right. meeting. I mean, as of this recording, it hasn't happened yet, so we'll see.
4: Don't you miss LA, Robert? I do. There's actually some really cool stuff going on there, like w- the group reclaiming uh, our yeah. houses. Who is like busting into normal houses that are just owned by the 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 city or the state for whatever reason. And opening them up to people who don't have homes—that's a good thing to be doing, and a great way to make use of, say, your bolt cutters.
2: I was I was there last weekend. They're doing like amazing work.
4: Yeah, it's a really important thing to be doing, and in general, so is the like if if you know the California, if if and, and a number of other states, or if the federal government like gets a good rent freeze going on, then that's great. And I will eat my words, but I suspect that if we want to they stop want. a huge number of people to, from winding up on the street, the The answer is for massive numbers of us uh, to just stop paying rent and be like, what are you going to do? How many cops you got? America? Yeah, and right. that's the how, how many cops you got?
1: <laughs> the and the focus really, it's like, like it's lot. easy to just sort of like keep it nebulous and be like, don't pay your rent. But the whole suction of these funds going up to people, it's like the reason your landlord has to ask you for your money is because he has right. to pay, he or she or they have to pay the bank or sure. their creditors. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we're not properly talking about that too, like, I think especially in the media, being like, what's being done there, rather than keeping it obscure and be like, what do people do about rent? It's like. Well, how big of a hit are the banks willing to take here? Like, what are they willing to do to ease this?
4: Because ultimately, they're the ones well, being like, "Hey, we, we I need keep the money. pumping money into is, those banks, so yeah, maybe, I, like, yeah." Fuck as it. we
2: know, the government is never like above giving a shitload of money to banks, so uh-huh. we might as well fuck the banks over. But that—that that is a good point that we hadn't discussed yet. Was like, yeah, that, that landlords are you know, they, they're they responsible to the banks. Most of them, especially like small smaller landlords and stuff. Yeah,
4: but that also includes like a lot of people who were in the middle of these really weird gaming the system things where they would have like 30 leases and would be operating like a string of Airbnbs or a string of like subleased apartments or they would have like, have managed to qualify for six to 10 mortgages and they would just be juggling that in the hopes that like after 20 years they could pay off their houses. And it's like, if you're... I have had good landlords who were lovely people and who cared. And in one case, a landlord who like had built several houses with her and her husband, and they loved those houses and took great care of their tenants. Most of the That's landlords lovely. I've had have been literal criminals. Um, and I think most of the landlords, most people I know have had, have been literal criminals. And they were often doing something like that, where... Because they had, they were always juggling mortgage payments, they would nickel and dime you every way they could, jack the price up every way they could, and avoid basic maintenance every way they could. And I don't care about what happens to those folks. I don't think sure. they should lose their homes that they live in, but I don't care if they lose their 30 rental properties. The people right. in those properties are who I care about. And as on an unrelated note, uh, the, the city in the United States with the most police officers per 10,000 citizens is Atlantic City New Jersey which has just 70 point nine cops per 10,000 people Jeez. can't evict everybody wow. not with nine. 70 yeah.
2: You certainly cannot. It's lower
4: wherever you are if you don't live in Atlantic City. 38 cops per 10,000 people in fucking St. Louis. Like, we got them, Missourians. And
2: and if we're, I mean, it's like, (laughs) and if we're talking like mutual aid and people are like, well, I feel like it's like if you can pay your rent, what if you reallocated the money you would use to pay your rent to like providing relief for other people? Like, it's, you know, and putting that back into mutual aid instead of giving it to your landlord who gives it to a bank. Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with a little bit more news, but mainly our thoughts on Tiger King. And we're
4: back. And
0: Robert, there's a pastor you want to tell us about. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
4: I... A a cool message. I need some help with morality here, uh, because I'm not great at it. Uh, and I'm not sure if I should be laughing at this or not. So there's this this popular Virginia pastor, a 66-year-old musical evangelist, uh, who w- on March 13th uh, shared a meme to his many followers that compared coronavirus deaths to f- swine flu deaths, like a lot of people are doing, mm-hmm. and said that the media uh-huh. was trying to like drum up fear about this pandemic just to hurt Trump, uh, and stated that the media is pumping out fear and doing more harm than good, uh, he also posted another video that day about a missionary from South Africa who protected himself from the bubonic plague with the spirit of God uh, mm. and quoted in the post, uh, said, as long as I walk in the light of the law, no germ will attach itself to me. Now, about four days after this, he went to New Orleans with his wife uh, to evangelize and he caught the coronavirus and died. And oh, mm. yeah. Mm, so, like. Yeah. How how, how do am we I allowed to uh, to react to this? Because <laughs> I it's don't think he one, was a man. monster, and you shouldn't no. cheer when a monster doesn't die. But also, he was being like, "This is total bullshit," and then it proved that it wasn't with his horrible I feel death.
2: Like, does that kind of reminds me of a story yeah. that I think happened less than a month ago, but feels like five years ago, where like that flat earther tried to launch yes. into, rocket? Into, yeah. yeah. He sure yeah. did. He sure Feels did. Feels like Jamie. that. Feels like that.
1: I mean, it's like one of those things where you just say, you know, they died how they lived. You know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and well, and
4: you know, <laughs> that's the fucking. Just what happened. <laughs> the disorder. guy who tried to shoot himself into space wouldn't have made it through COVID nineteen. I think we can all we can all agree <laughs> on that, right? <laughs> right?
1: Could you imagine the knock uh, the the knock on effect of his death? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, of like. He was actually—he actually was also working on a cure, but he had tragically died in that spaceship accident (laughs) before Uh, everything.
4: Oddly enough, the cure was also based around a steam engine.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all—we all get that it's all fear-based. So, I mean,
4: yeah, I don't know. It's this like, okay, so it's okay to be glad that like a terrible person who kills a bunch of people when they when they get taken out because it's like, well, they were hurting a bunch of people. What about someone who's yeah. just gonna hurt a bunch of people through disinformation by like urging them to all go to church services in the middle of a pandemic and then that person gets right. the disease. Like, yeah. how do we, how, how am I allowed to feel about this? <laughs> you uh, know, in the privacy
2: know. of your own home, flex that First Amendment all you want.
4: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I
0: feel uh, like I'm not gonna even think about it. Uh, I will not spend any time mourning that person. I'll just I think move now on more than ever.
2: Thought. Now more than ever, we. I don't have
0: time. I'm sleep. playing overcooked,
1: and I got I got sushi. I got to make in this kitchen. I'm getting swamped with orders, man. I wish got I had orders,
0: man. I'm, bla- I'm orders. black
2: swanning. I I made a finsta for my dancing, and y'all will never find it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see we'll about see. that. <laughs> it's oh, like gang, be I defy you to
2: find my my dancing finsta. You'll never find it. But they're doing they're doing this thing where like the principal dancers at all these ballets are giving lessons, and then you post videos of you doing the lessons, and then they give you notes. It's cool.
1: Whoa! Yeah, very cool. Have you been getting notes?
2: I got a note from Tyler Peck, who's like one of the principal dancers at one of the big New York ballet companies. I've been taking her class every morning, and I was yeah, I was freaking out. It was exciting.
4: Holy wow! Shit. Please don't look for my complimentary.
2: Uh, well, uh, no, I have bad turnout. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> what is what is what is turnout?
2: Turnout is uh, in ballet like your the the angle your foot is supposed to be at when you're in the various positions. I've I've I knew this already. Because for all the nice tight like, gang people that are like, "Wow, you don't suck!" I did it for fifteen years, so hopefully, like, but uh, so I I shouldn't totally suck. Uh, but it's just the angle that your foot's supposed to to be turned out at when you're doing, you know, points, tondus, all that shit, all that French shit. Okay,
4: yeah. that makes sense.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of turning out, Ooh. Bob Dylan <laughs> is turning up. Oh, here we go! Here we fucking go! That finally tells the truth about the JFK assassination. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it's just a weird, rambling, seventeen-minute poem about. uh, Did you listen to the whole thing? Epic. I listened to the whole thing thing a couple times. Oh, of course,
2: guys. That's okay. Well, what's I like
0: Bob Dylan? So I know you do, and you love the least interesting thing about me. Uh, Isaac and I were doing
2: I Isaac and I were like... doing impressions of you this morning of you waking up out of a cold sleep because you could sense that Bob Dylan had dropped new music. <laughs> uh, that does not happen to everyone
4: else.
1: His wife's okay. yeah, His wife's like, "Oh no does Did Bob Dylan make new music, honey?" <laughs>
3: yeah, she she, it. Knows exactly, <laughs> she knows exactly. She knows exactly by
1: the way he wakes up.
4: For an example <laughs> of how perfect the writing in this song is it includes the line and jack get some tissues ready cuz this one's gonna yeah. this one's gonna tear into your heartstrings rub a dub dub it's a murder most foul <laughs> rub a dub dub it's a murder Rub-a-dub-dub. most foul <laughs> um, oh bob yeah
2: it's almost as good as here kitty kitty that's my top song from uh tiger king Bob Bob Dylan is
4: like the, the the artist with the greatest amount of lines that can like bring me to tears, and also lines that like you wrote this while shitting, Bob. Like you just <laughs> you just wrote this while taking a shit, and never thought about it again. Um, yeah, what a great it. artist.
2: Well, and and, uh, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't pipe in and and let everyone know that uh, Renner dropped some new heat today as well. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: fuck. Too late? He took a shit?
2: I mean, I think that, uh, I don't even think Jeremy Renner has written a song. I think he mostly just like uses like lyrics generators, Uh, but (laughs) he he dropped a new, so the same we talked about uh, last week. Oh, God, it's
4: called The Medicine.
2: Yeah, it's called the medicine, Robert. What do you? Yeah, the same week the Jeremy
4: can think, Robert.
2: The same week album art. (laughs) It's very similar to his other album art. It's (laughs) very high saturation. Like he, you can't fully see him. It could be a body double. The lyric video, the font they're using. I have no idea what it is. It is.
4: It is the medicine as made clear by the album art is Jeremy Renner playing the piano because it's just a picture of him in front of a piano you're wearing what like has magic. to be a latex blazer. And <laughs> like, now you're you, gone. You can see like the the contours of his of his trapezius muscles underneath oh, wow. the latex Trying blazer believe when you're because it's it's up. not a yeah that's amazing
2: <laughs> running like a fool when you're out of touch like all of his like just a a, a machine running comes up like with a these layers
4: when you're out of
0: touch
2: looking for a lie that could be a rush we all gotta feed our sins with the medicine
4: I it's hell yeah. good oh shit. oh yeah brother can can we can we spend the about 20 minutes or so analyzing the Twitter, the, the, the language of the post he made announcing this album because I need help with this too. Okay. Okay. Okay, Read first it, sentence, two clauses. <laughs> Common ground can be hard to find in today's world, comma, but uh. music has remained a constant for me. Now, <laughs> uh-huh. it seems to me <laughs> that he's starting out by talking about the difficulty of finding common ground and then specifically saying I Jeremy Renner like this thing right. which uh-huh. seems like it's uh, completely yes. off, t- off topic like he's not saying music right. is common ground for him he just it's always in his life and also common ground is hard to find those are two unrelated clauses really yeah, yeah. i think yeah.
2: you're underthinking it <laughs> i think that jeremy
0: smart. Okay but right. see it. what you What you're failing to realize is that music is the medicine, Robert.
4: Oh, wait, wait. Music is is the medicine. Is it possible that music is a constant common ground for him because Jeremy Renner himself contains multitudes, all united Ah. by lyricism? He clearly does contain multitudes.
2: The fact that this, I mean, the, the poetry of the fact that this gorgeous heat dropped the same week that Jeremy Renner insisted on paying less alimony is mm-hmm. just, unma- I mean,
4: <laughs> How's what else a are gold we even up talking well, you know, piano. Jamie, I, I'm glad that you bring up the fact that Jeremy Renner has used the COVID-19 epidemic to try to, that Jeremy Renner millionaire has used the <laughs> COVID-19 epidemic to try to avoid paying child support. Because <laughs> I think it ties in with the second yeah. sentence of his Twitter post. Oh, go ahead. To feel deeply, to dance fervently, and live together is more present now than ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. To feel more lead. present
0: is, now <laughs> is more present. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, more present.
1: What? what could be more present now than ever? Mm-hmm.
4: People are general, dancing huh? fervently and living together now more presently than ever before. That's well, yes, guys. I want
0: to. I want to spend the rest of the show on this. However, I think our fa- <laughs> our listeners are going to be mad if we don't talk Tiger King. Uh, okay, all right. Yes, they have been frothing. For we it. did promise yes. them Tiger King. Um, we promise. I'll do them, a King. whole
4: episode of Behind the Bastards on this Twitter. Yeah, post. just we'll, do. We'll, we'll cover it. Don't Jeremy worry.
0: Renner. Behind the Bastards. Please, I really hope sir. he does a concert on Zoom. Please, I'm sir. tweeting at
2: him right now.
0: Tiger King, guys. What can be said about Tiger King? Uh, a friend of mine was saying today. My friend John was saying that. Uh, it's a great representation of the Trump administration because just when you think it can't get any weirder or more unhinged, something happens that makes you like forget everything that happened before. Um, and mm-hmm. it also is driven primarily by a meth-fueled narcissist, which uh, now- I think...
2: I mean, there's so many every everyone on Tiger King is a narcissist. I'll be honest, I have not seen the last two episodes. I got through a lot of it last night, but mm. I'm I'm think, down to be spoiled. I, think I mean, there's I, not like I will, much I'll, to
1: be spoiled. It's more like how once they fully tell the story, you're kind of left with what your opinion is of the entire situation. I think by by those first five episodes, you see a a lot of what's going on, and you're kind of like, wait, is this guy? For real, is this woman actually innocent? Is this guy grooming women to be like sex slaves? Like, what is happening?
2: Oh, for sure, he yeah. is. I yes, he is. I think okay. that first of all, I love the the only care. I mean, I do love Joe Exotic. He's a problematic mm-hmm. icon. We love him. Problematic, uh, yeah. I liked Barbara, he, the ex Tiger wife. I felt <sighs> I was yeah. here for I was here for Barb and Carol for sure killed her husband. Sorry.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. 100%. Okay. We can all agree that Carol killed her husband for 100%. sure. Yeah. Well, it, yeah.
1: okay. that whole episode plays like a Dateline episode where it's clear that the spouse probably murdered their spouse, their other spouse, and like all the details are so murky. It's like he didn't have a plane that could fly the distance that supposedly he would have gone. He was telling everybody he was going to leave her. Then he there's no trace, and you got a tiger right. farm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. And he had gone to the police with a like restraining order being like she's going to kill me <laughs> that's always yeah, yeah. what
2: happens right before they actually get killed right
0: before people get killed yeah. uh, and you do that right like, before here's a letter you frame your if anything life. happens to me carol killed me I've uh, seen
2: a lot of I've seen a lot of people like comparing everyone in this documentary to like it sa- it like plays like a Christopher Guest movie and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it feels right. like Yeah. a Christopher Guest movie that people would call a bit much. I love it. <laughs>
4: now, y'all, I have not seen this and I have not read yeah. about what it is. I have one of two guesses as to I have two guesses as to what the show is about. Okay. One of them yeah. is a weird documentary <laughs> about some corner of the American population, and the other is a TV, a fictional TV sh- st- series starring Danny McBride. Uh, yes! I, I, from you, you the vague it. things I've heard, yes. it has to be one of those two.
2: Danny, I think someone on the Zeitgeist Reddit was saying that uh, Danny McBride should play Doc, which I agree with,
0: mm. uh, as long yeah. as I
2: can play a tiger wife, or Woody Harrelson would be a good... Doc.
0: Woody Harrelson, super producer Anna Hosni was saying Woody Harrelson would be good as uh, the guy who opened that um, tiger farm with Jeff Lowe, like at the end, oh, the, the guy I who's haven't like seen that one, Tim Star. Oh, oh, right, Ooh. yeah, he like has big Woody Harrelson energy, like but like deranged Woody Harrelson energy. Uh, but Robert, we specifically were saying in a recent episode that like what is unique about these characters, like this. Very, it takes place in the south of
4: America. Like I know, I, had... I abs, it absolutely. If it involves tigers and is a real news story, it happens somewhere in the south. Well,
2: I was, to, <laughs> yeah. I, Like Robert, I would. This is the sort of thing where I feel like you would watch it and be like, "Oh, I know someone who knows someone who knows."
4: <laughs> no, the lady Robert who would be like, or, oh, no, "Wait, I, I, John I, Finley? I know." John yeah, Finley. you're like, "Holy <laughs>
2: shit, my
4: <laughs> I Johnny!" Have known three different people in three different states who kept big cats as pets. And it was wow. never like a thing that I ran into because we were going to go see their big cat. It was always just like, oh, yes, this person also owns a tiger. This person <laughs> also owns Incidental a cougar. tiger. Incidental yeah. tiger ownership? Yeah, you um, just learn about it as you're hanging out with them.
0: The So that's a thing that I I guess the main takeaway for me was that there is this allure of... Uh, tigers, lions, and like big cats in general that I am totally disconnected and unfamiliar with that is about as like it's the best testament to the power of culture and how disconnected you can be from another human being based on like having a totally different background because they're like people go and like in one case, there's a guy who just has a cult of like sex slaves uh that are basically there just because he has access to exotic pets and in the case of Joe exotic he is he has he's convinced two young straight men to marry him because of his access to uh I was I, was, I mean, cats, also
4: cats, cats are amazing Jack when and when the I they, they are, are the more amazing they are
2: I was trying to figure out okay so if if For for those of us who have seen it, if you were a character or, let's say, a real person that allegedly exists in this documentary, who would you be? Because I feel I told Isaac, I told my boyfriend that he has big Travis energy, who is just like someone who <laughs> everyone's nodding. Okay.
1: The hot uh, second husband. <laughs> I'm trying to put it together. I'm like, well, he's big. Like I know he's a big weed smoker. So.
2: Well, and just like someone who's like, Hey, I just moved here. I'm really enthusiastic. I'm really excited. And then fast forward two months, he's in like a tiger throuple and he's like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> what's happening.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, <laughs> Does this documentary talk about how many tigers there are in Texas? No, uh, no, but they do have oh. a
1: map where you start seeing like where the concentrations are of like big cat owners. Yeah. And it's definitely like in the south, southeast. Th- I,
4: I just to I, I want to clarify how big a deal this is in Texas, because the Humane Society of the United States estimates that there are more tigers living in captivity in the state of Texas than live in the wild on the rest of the planet.
3: Holy oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there are
4: there are so many more tigers in texas than you would guess if you have not spent a lot of time in texas show I've us your
1: tiger, tiger selfies texas
2: yeah I've if never you had
0: to be uh in quarantine with a single character uh on tiger king who would it be and who would your last choice be
2: oh i think i would be with Finlay. i, I think he's like john Johnny. i think he's seems like a yeah nice he type.
0: seems like a chill
1: dude
2: I want that the or the
1: the woman who had her arm bitten off.
2: See, I think she needs to love herself more. I, I was worried about yeah. her. I'm just like, more like
1: for quarantine though. She'd be like more of like a quiet person. Where like I'm kind of like to myself too. I'm like yeah, I don't know. She's doing her thing in her room. I don't know.
2: I feel, I feel like she'd like share her snacks and stuff. I mean, she's clearly a very, she has a very generous spirit, given that Old, she was at work five days generous. after her amputation. Yeah. I just, I want her to get a good Just because she didn't want therapist. people to get the
1: wrong idea. <laughs> like,
2: oh, <no. laughs> I know. Oh, there was a time <laughs> in my life where I was that person where you're like, oh, you, f- <laughs> it's okay. Oh, you're that's, using fine. that's fine. That's fine. I. Actually, I don't want to like make a scene or I don't want to make a <laughs> right. big deal out of things. Yeah. I actually yeah. don't need my arm and I'll see you on Monday.
0: That might be the greatest testament of all to the devotion people feel to big cats and the people who own them, is that she was just like, I don't want to fuck the private zoo up right? uh, just because this one tiger bit my fucking arm off. (laughs) Um, God, cats are
4: so cool. (laughs) I I totally get it. (laughs) I would be in a cult if I got to hang out with big cats all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's- there's this one character who is like just talks about how amazing it was that he got to walk these big cats. And like, it's just it sounds like he's talking about like having the power of the universe, like coursing through his veins. He's uh, like, we, if, we if you've ever
4: walked a tiger on a leash, man. Yeah, I, that's right. I think it'll be a few years before we really get a good handle on like what it is cats do to people's brains. Like dogs, every our devotion to dogs makes sense because they're like these these loyal bodyguards that we breed that will die for us, uh, and and are yeah. just like filled with 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 nothing but love and dedication. Cats—they're the
0: greatest tool that humanity has yeah. ever devised.
4: Yeah, and, cats. No one really knows what cats are. But like people-
0: We're devoted to cats. Yeah,
4: and for forever, people have just had this thing where we like we like see them walking by and we're like, well, hey, look at that. Look at that Cats are just the (laughs)
1: emotionally (laughs) (laughs) unavailable. The cats are the emotionally unavailable father that most of us had. I love it.
2: There's been like, I mean, this has been a massive year for cats of all sorts Mm. in pop culture. I mean, we like had cats-
4: it's which, that was the best thing that <laughs> happened to cats since cats. Egypt. Cats. We had big cats. capital C cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: we which if which if if no one has seen Maggie Mayfish's new video about cats and T. S. Eliot, highly recommend. It's really good. Uh, and then we had don't fuck with cats. Now we have yeah. tiger. Great King. documentary. Mean, don't fuck with cats. I mean, I, we we talked about that as well, but that that fucked yeah. me up at the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
4: I think
1: this is all the work of the nefarious industry, big big cat, uh, big big just trying to yeah infiltrate <laughs> our minds. Really, it's a full court press. <laughs>
2: Release, well, yeah, release the butthole cut, of course, but absolutely, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, release as
4: soon as I, I, I remember, I grew up in Oklahoma, which is a, and, and the place I grew up in is Choctaw County, and I spent a lot of time at the, the local. There was a, a, a museum that was like a Native American museum, and they had this big, beautiful brass sculpture of like the universe as it was envisioned by members of the tribe way back in the day, and it was like this big turtle with like the earth sitting on its back. And the instant I saw it, I was like, if that's the way the universe is. There's a big cat out there looking to knock that fucking thing off the turtle's back just to fuck it up, and yeah,
0: yeah. This takes place. By the way, this movie takes place almost uh, totally
4: in uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, so, Winniewood. Yeah, you need that. That absolutely scans. Yeah, okay. that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's well, Robert. Wait, wait, Winniewood. Winnie? Uh, it's been a yeah, pleasure okay. having you. Well, thank you, Jack. <laughs> it has been a pleasure. Uh, where being can people had... find you? Follow you. Uh, I'm not on the internet uh, ever. I've never used the internet, okay. so they cannot. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Seems like you'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it, it does. I hear that.
0: But I can people I, there's hear a podcast. you on your new podcast?
4: Yeah, I I've mailed a bunch of things that I recorded into a handheld device uh, to you, Jack, and now there's a podcast. I'm I'm told by other people who use the internet, and if you if you yeah. find the Woman's War on Spotify iTunes, the yep. iHeartRadio app, all of those, just type it into Google. You'll fight figure out how to listen to it. We all know how to use yeah. it. I mean, theoretically, you do. I don't.
0: <laughs>
4: uh and is there
0: a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying there?
4: Man, yes. I, I keep watching like various clips of The Simpsons because I've watched The Simpsons too many times to rewatch whole episodes now that mm-hmm. I'm in quarantine. But uh I like watching little bitty gifts that people throw up on Twitter, and I'm watching the Bart Simpson one where he's got his leg broken and he's sitting up in a room, slowly going crazy and looking out the window like, uh, uh what was that fucking movie that that horrible uh, person Rear made? Window. Rear Window. Yeah, I feel I feel the energy of that scene very much. Yeah. So that's Big my rear favorite tweet, energy. Jack. Yeah. All right, uh, Jamie. Yeah. It's been a
0: pleasure having you as well. Okay, uh, where can people nice. find you and follow you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help or on Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh, I promised this a couple days ago and then I f- uh, didn't know how to do it. Now I, I figured it out, but I set up a Cameo account where all the money is going to uh, COVID, COVID, whatever the fuck. Uh, it's going to COVID19 Relief. Uh this week all the money is going to the National Jesus. Domestic Workers Alliance. So uh if you if you get one, it's fifteen bucks and then I'll write a short play where I'm the hero and you're the villain. And uh <laughs> you can t- do that and listen. And then I I'm making a, a little soap opera thing uh on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that's what I'm doing with my time. Thanks for Word. listening. And now more than ever, uh cursed. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Uh was that the tweet you've been enjoying, or did you <laughs> yeah oh. that's the, I mean <laughs> yeah. that's
2: the thing online I've been enjoying is uh, okay, very cool. specific gripes on reddit honestly, moi chef's kiss, I'd like some more and and I'll shout out George Severis, which is uh george c i v e r i s saying Tish Dean is camp. he is also just like one of the funniest people on the planet uh oh has been coming up with a lot of Fiona Apple coronavirus crossover jokes. I can't fully explain it. Just follow him.
0: (laughs) Well, because we got that incredible interview with her right as the coronavirus was uh, lacking us all in our homes. Now more than Uh, ever, Jack. Now more than ever, Miles. Where can people find you and follow you? Oh, wow. You can
1: find me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, (laughs) PlayStation Network at Miles of Gray, and also my other podcast, 420 Day Fiancé, where we talk about 90 Day Fiancé. It's another podcast. It's not just a thing I say at the end of the show. So check that out. Um, A tweet that I like two from Reductress. Uh, You know, there's so much, there's so much good vibes going on with people going out on their balconies and like gathering together. This Reductress tweet said, "Aw, these people all went out on their balconies at the same time and masturbated to each other." And there's (laughs) one more from Reductress because their website also has great Reductress.com has great Quarkon content. Uh, This one is just sort of this headline. Who knew jigsaw puzzles were so fun, says Wild-Eyed Roommate moving dried beans around a table.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Reductress is the angry. new onion. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, John Preston Ford on Twitter uh, is friends with... Uh, the lead animator on the most recent version of Thomas the Tank Engine and posed the question to the lead animator uh, that we were asking, why are there drivers, but the trains, the tank engines, seem to be autonomous. And uh, they said, hmm, I would deny any notion that the trains are projections of the drivers, uh, which was my theory. As for free will, well must not be all or nothing because in the nights or mornings when the engines are in their sheds, the drivers don't need to be around and they still converse and such. But when it comes to them actually being able to move along a track, then their drivers are required to be inside. And they said, so they're like wheelchair pushers or like servant uh, litter bears. And he said, honestly, I think those are both very apt descriptions. So that has been solved for us by the authority. And then uh, huh. the Drake Gatsby tweeted, Yo mama is so old, I hope she is taking the proper steps to ensure she is safe from infection during this frightening time. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We we'll link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as the song We Ride Out On Miles What's that gonna be?
1: Uh, Let's do You know Just easy Like things that are Good for your environment And I was just Listening to jazz Covers of Radiohead (laughs) I feel like I'm maybe Maybe the most Annoying coffee shop Ever when I play it But there's something Comforting (laughs) about Hearing like Familiar arrangements But done with New instruments So this is a cover Of Everything In It's Right Place By the Brad Meldow Trio Um, And you know I think this this song actually lends itself really well to a jazz cover, so you know just you know pour yourself a latte, you know what I mean, and then kick back with a nice book about eames chairs and then just like let your worries melt away.
0: And it's red place. the Daily zeitgeist guys is the production of iHeartRadio from our podcast from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you for joining us. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to you then bye bye Bye.